welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Um, hey. Hey, there you go. We were just uh, chit-chatting before the show. Uh, saying how we could possibly probably, you know, we could do it like just a guy's podcast. Like we dominate the dynasty world already. We could probably dynasty dominate the dad life men world as well. And we literally came up as we sat here for 15 minutes on a solution to get a woman to do anything that you like your wife to do, get you to do anything she ever wanted to ever. There's a simple solution. There's an easy solution. Yeah. But uh, that's between Matt and I and uh, for you ladies to find out. Well, at least for my wife to find out. Uh, so here we are, back into it, getting ready for week three of the th- preseason. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big game, man. This is where like, the people play the half or three quarters. We see a little bit more. Uh, not a lot going on. You know, Not a lot of trades going on. I'm sure some people are trying to dump Ronald Jones, but nobody's buying that turd. Uh, this is getting flushed. But there's some news going around. Um, so today, due to a late start and due to hard knock speed on tonight, of course, too, we're probably going to keep the show about a half hour today. Yeah, it's going to be a, a little bit of a quick year. little preseason show. Right on. Treat this show like my sex life, in and out, and that's it. That's <laughs> it. In and <laughs> out, wrap it up, and call it a night. <laughs> in and out. People are like, don't you mean in and out, and then in and out? I'm like, nope, no, sir. I'm going in. I'm coming out. I'm going to bed. Case closed. That's one pump chump stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bad. That'd be real bad. Uh-huh. Well, listen, as long as the end result is good, that's all that matters. Uh, so, in the season so far, along we dug in some news and notes because that's going to be our main topic today. No, no fan questions. No, no, nothing else. No, we're not breaking down week two of the preseason games. Not really much to break down here. No, nobody's winning or losing, and the people that are winning and losing, we'll talk about them now. So, I went to the Browns game last Friday. Saw, saw AJ McCarron in there. Comes out, news breaks. Hey, his collarbone is broken. His collarbone is broken. And everybody's like, hey, you know, Josh Allen, that game, looked way better so far than I thought he could possibly look. Still doesn't look great, but led three scoring drives right. against a third-team defense. Solid. Still a third-team NFL defense. Uh, and, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's it. Josh Allen locked in. Locked in as a starter. Going to start this week's preseason game. And then news comes back. Not broken. Not broken, right. Not fractured. Totally okay. But the Bills are like, no, no, no. AJ, AJ, we put that tweet out there that your collarbone was broken. You're coming out and saying it's not broken. That's not the way it's going to work, buddy. Come here, come here. Oh, my collarbone. Oh, oh no. Oh, you hit my collarbone with a hammer. Did they Tanya Harding his collarbone? Oh, why'd you do that, Tanya? (laughs) (laughs) There's no gold medals in football. (laughs) What's wrong with you? No, I'm not going to box you next. No. Um, no. So it's not looking good for A.J. McCarron. But no, I, yeah, right. But you know what? He's married to like a model. He's got kids. He's got a lot of money. Life's good for A.J. He's got some He's got some wicked great tattoos. Right? Worst case scenario, he settles into a nice backup role for the next five to seven years making great cash. Yeah, you know. That's his worst case It's scenario. weird that he's a dad and like A.J. McCarron came out of the college with a dad bod. That's that's sometimes happens i mean yeah. you saw tom brady right at the combine yeah but look at him now yeah he's married to a model he's just got no dad bod no he's tightened up a little bit yeah that dude's got that dude's a one-man sex machine 
One woman. One woman. One woman sex machine. I'm sure Giselle's all the woman he needs. I'm sure she is. I'm sure it is. So uh, for Josh Allen, I mean, even if you're in a super flex league, you're not excited about this. But what about the other end of it? Okay. Not about Josh Allen. What about Calvin Benjamin? I sat in this seat last week. This seat I'm sitting in right now. This very seat where my tuchus lies. Okay. And I said, can Calvin Benjamin be like a sneaky, nice little guy this year to kind of help you out as a nice solid wide receiver three on target share alone? Are we worried about Josh Allen's erratic arm that can throw it over the moon? Well, the good the good news is that um, you know Calvin Benjamin is six foot five and has uh, really long arms. So even if it is a little bit high and erratic at times, um, at least he has a catching radius. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's going to catch everything because he doesn't have the most solid hands ever, but. I don't think it really affects his value all that much which quarterback is in there. Who, what player on the Buffalo Bills has the most fantasy points this year not named LaShawn McCoy? Oh, man, you took my answer. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a kindergarten test, friend. Dang it. No, I mean, it's Calvin Benjamin. You think Charles Clay could somehow get there? No. No, I I think Calvin Benjamin's the second in line there. Yeah. I think that's pretty easy. I still do, too. Uh, I mean, this makes that cesspool of Buffalo. Um, great fans, great team. Just this year, it's not so good. Listen, I've been there. Story of my life for the last 10 years. Uh, just don't, you know, Buffalo. It, there's not a lot of fantasy assets that you can rely on this year. I mean, it, it's it's really LaShawn McCoy, Calvin Benjamin. You know, you can have him as your wide receiver three. But what, what is there a single dynasty asset on Buffalo that you're not, like, trying to sell? Um, I mean, I don't know how much you can really get for any of those oh, guys. Oh, no, no, so, no, I mean, no I'm saying, really but you like to... you wish you like you wish right now you could sell Lashawn McCoy. You wish you could sell Calvin Benjamin. No, I mean, yeah, the, the older the older ones. I'm not I'm not like in a hurry to sell Zay Jones, and you know Josh Allen. I think is a guy that has a lot of upside, so I, I don't want to sell either one of those two guys. I get down with that. You're right. I mean, those guys, those guys are solid for the okay. long term. So, um, moving out of Buffalo. To a little nicer of a city, Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. My favorite city in the world. Yeah, well, we're a little bit biased. The man, the myth, the legend, Josh Gordon has returned to the Cleveland Browns. He has. Um, news out of here today saying that he's probably going to most likely practice this Saturday. Um, is that the news? Because, I mean, last thing I heard was that it was, you know, like kind of up to the NFL. Whatever. Yeah, but I heard it was like not really like a big deal. Like it wasn't like a big deal. Okay. They're going to let me. It's just kind of like a formality thing. Because they're right. the one. Because what, what I read today was they were with, they were part of the process of him stepping away for the outpatient program as it was. So they've been in. They've, they, they've known what's going on. The they've whole been time in the loop. It's all like NFL people on top there. So it's just literally clearing him to practice, uh, which is going to be because he just got back. Right. So it's probably going to be this Saturday, which will get him to play one preseason game, which will get him ready for week one. And from that point on, baby, it's on. It's it is on. on. The Browns are going to be uh, a hail of an offense, my friend. A hail of an offense. The, the ground game, Carlos Hyde the other day, psh, looks spectacular. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously we, we probably watched that one more intently than any, other, any of the other preseason games. But the first – preseason game they couldn't run the ball at all and there was an obvious commitment there in the second game with the browns to to really get the ground game running i think they only threw a couple of passes on their first um touchdown drive and all the rest of the plays were runs so they were really i think they really wanted to nail that down and get it going a little bit so today 
right now, what is what would it take, do you think, to get Josh Gordon off a dynasty team? Do you think just the first-round pick would get it done? I don't. I mean, obviously, I think uh, with the news of him returning to the team and it being okay, I think you may have missed the window there um, to kind of buy on a on a depressed area of his value. So, yeah, I think you'd probably have to do a first-round pick and some. Yeah. Whereas in a couple of weeks ago, you know, when he left training camp again, you may have been able to throw a first round pick out at, at somebody and he'd be like, fine, I'm done. I'm, I'm finally done with this crap. Um, who knows if he's actually going to play or not. I'll I take that first. Round I pick. tried that move uh, a couple, a couple of weeks ago. It didn't work. Okay. I even offered a 2020 first to get, to get freak. I was, you know what? I don't give a, give me Josh, baby. Give, 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 he's 27 years old. Uh, you know, obviously, at one point, I had as my number one overall dynasty asset. The guy is arguably, you can argue Josh Gordon when he's on the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, no, you can. It's not. It's not that hard of an argument. And he's going to a situation right now where he's he's motivated. You know, he took the outpatient thing, so I'm not overly concerned about that. He's flat broke, owes his baby mama seventy two thousand dollars, and the only way to pay that money back is to get to work. Right and now, he's back on the field. And he's going to play for another contract. And you know the contract he's going to get is going to have a lot of stipulations in that where if he gets suspended because of drug use, you're going to have to give some of that money back. Yeah, so, it's going it's to be heavily incentive-laden. And, yep. you know, we look at Josh Gordon a couple of years ago when he had over 1,600 receiving yards. And, you know, you have Brandon Whedon throwing the ball. You have Brian Hoyer throwing the ball. You've got nobody else around him. Now he's in a situation where he's got Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield. He's got Jarvis Landry. On the other side of them, you got really good guys in Antonio, Antonio Callaway, Richard Higgins coming on there, David Njoku as your tight end with a good offensive line and a very solid running back core with Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, and Nick Chubb. So things are pointing where Josh Gordon could score. I was on Dynasty Trade uh, cast po- uh, podcast just a couple of days ago. I predicted he was going to have 5,000 receiving yards. Matt, what's your prediction? This current year he's going to have 5,000? 5,000. Thousand even receiving yards. Well, well, wow, that's a lot, right? Yeah. Why so depressed there in your um, in your projections, dude? If Kirk Cousins can get five thousand yards, Josh Gordon can get five thousand yards. Got it. Right? Sure, of course. Who would you rather have in your dynasty team, Kirk Cousins or Josh Gordon? Is it a super flex? Yeah. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no, wrong, <laughs> wrong decision, friend. Wrong decision. The jo- the answer is always Josh Gordon. Oh, my bad. So what are so okay. So you said his worth is a first and you know, plus something. Yeah. You know? right. Maybe a first and a second. Or maybe a first and like another receiver back. Like I wouldn't want to say Nelson Aguilar because that's kind of overpaying to pay Aguilar and a first, like a twenty nineteen first. But like a first and Golden Tate. I mean, if you can get it done for that, I don't know that you could get it done for that. But maybe, yeah. I think the problem is most people have waited this long. Like I have Josh Gordon in eighty five percent of my leagues. The the big part of that nope comes because no no I've been waiting for four years right. to play this guy. Uh, I know what his potential is. What is Josh? Where's Josh Gordon Gordon going to go in the dynasty ranking? So look, let's look at it this way. Say Josh Gordon comes out. Jarvis Landry has 1,008 yards, 10 touchdowns. Boatload of catches. Josh Gordon comes out. 115 catches. Yeah, 112 catches. Right. Josh Gordon comes out, and he has 82 catches for 
1,400 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Where do we put Josh Gordon back in the dynasty rankings? Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a very broad question. I, I mean, I think it, and it's. I mean, is that, he'll be 28 going into the next year. Right. I mean, this is, I mean that would theoretically. Does he instantly go into the top 12 of the dynasty startup rankings? I, I think I think so for for wide receivers or just overall? Overall. High second round, uh, most likely. Yeah. Because of the age. I think, high, I think high second round. I don't think that he automatically goes into the top 12. I think there's a lot of running backs. There's been a huge influx of running backs. And there's just some some really good wide receivers that are probably safer than him that'll go ahead of him as well. Odell Beckham, um, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, that don't have Michael uh, Thomas, Michael Thomas, Dante Adams, right. They don't necessarily have the, the baggage, um, that Josh Gordon has. So I think all that stuff's always going to linger. And I think it should, um, it's part of his value. You know, it's, it doesn't get washed away just because he has one more good year. So getting back to my point then here again, a first golden Tate and something like that. Does it look what what looks like an overpay today? You mention this all the time, trying to be a tremendous value tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, theoretically, you know, you, you're going into age twenty eight, twenty nine. You know, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Those are like the fresh. It's gonna be primest years. Yeah. Especially for a guy who hasn't been taking a lot of hits, mm-hmm. and and really needs to push. He probably, you know, he would like to get to another contract after the. After the big payday, I would imagine that he's going to get here. I, I, I would imagine he's motivated to even get another contract. Agree. So you can see him be su- being successful in a 32-year-old season there. Sure. So the point being is is now the time to go out and overpay for Josh Gordon. Take that big risk to get that big reward. You know, all, albeit knowing it's a big risk because any mess up is out forever. And you got to be confident. And me, from the outside looking in and following this, story extremely closely like right. any kind of information on josh gordon i could possibly get out of here being local which is a lot of it um i feel very very confident of him being this is it like for the for the rest of his football career here he's gonna be on the straight and arrow like i think he's committed to you know he, he knows what it's gonna take to be clean in this league and i think he's going to commit to that for at least these next five years and then go out there and smoke as much weed as possible. I think he's putting too much work. And from what I've seen, and again, on the outside looking in is this isn't like he just started. This has been a, a year of progress of him doing this. And I feel like he is ready to go. And I don't think there's going to be a slip up. If you ask me, you know, if I bust out the crystal balls here, which I'm going to do, I'm not going to do that now because next week they're coming out in full glory, uh, freshly shined, freshly waxed. They're going to be fabulous. Do bold predictions next week. But if I asked him, which I will next week, <laughs> will Josh Gordon get suspended by, the, suspended by the NFL ever again? I bet they would say no. Okay. Well. So what do you give? What do you give for that guy? I think I think I think you've pretty much you've came you've come pretty close to the to the value. I mean a, fir- a first round pick and a, a pretty good wide receiver, maybe an aging wide receiver. And to me, that's not even it, like any first round pick is a, is a risk. So, I mean, right. how much of a risk is it really giving it away for a guy that's you know is talented? You're really taking the risk on whether or not the guy can stay clean. Yeah, I'd even consider trying to, like, bump up the – like, as soon as it came at me, like, oh, next year's draft class, I heard might not be as good. I'd immediately go to the 2021st. I'm like, dude, you're going to get a great running back. And by then jo- – and I'm going to tell him, like, oh, by then Josh should be suspended forever. And I'll be sitting there in the corner crying like a baby. That's my take. I think Josh Gordon's fabulous. I think he's going to succeed. I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see him come back to superstardom. Maybe it's because I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. 
But in reality, it's just I really love great football players. I have no ties to DeAndre Hopkins. I love that guy so much. He's one of my favorite football players ever. He's been great. Yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Let's do it. Adam Shaheen. Uh, we thought he might have had a serious in- ankle injury, but it's just a little sprained ankle. So they, initially they came out, you know, they weren't, I think he got carted off the field. So there was a lot of concern. And then it was, A, no, it's a low ankle sprain. And then today it's like, whoa, this is, it's got a foot sprain. So it keeps moving down and down and down, it seems like. Um, foot sprains, I, I would imagine, could be a little bit tricky for guys trying to push off and stuff like that, especially 270 pounds. So it might impact the beginning of the year, I would say, you know, first three or four games, something like that. We guess. look for him to be a red zone threat later in the year as it comes along. So far, Trey Burns looked fabulous. Yeah, it's and, like and he's I was going to say. Great pickup, great steal. And, yeah, what, what you can really glean from that is, you know, Trey Burton gets a bit even bigger boost. He's he's doing well in the preseason. Adam Shaheen will now probably be out of the picture for the first few games at least, and and it'll give Trey Burton a lot of time to, you know, really cement himself in there. All right, let's let's stop tiptoeing around the subject. Let's get to the smell in the room. Oh god. All right. It smells so bad. It smells like a, it smells awful. Mm-hmm. Like a giant turd. Yes. All right. Oh, look, we're going to talk about Ronald Jones. Weird. And listen, again, not going to say Ronald Jones is not going to have a career in the NFL. But it's just funny <laughs> that right now, you know, Ronald Jones, news comes out, Payne Barber's pretty much locked up the starting job. Mm-hmm. Payne Barber's been a pretty solid running back. Solid. You know, you running back two, he could be there, you could put him on your fantasy team, you could play him. Ronald Jones so far, Matt, can you give me the stats from Ronald Jones' first two games of the preseason, please? So, he had eight carries for nine yards and a touchdown Ooh. in the first game with a dropped pass. Oh, how many catches he had? Dro- he dropped ones. his only target. Okay. And in the second, he had four carries for two yards. Oh, how many balls did he catch? Zero. He dropped one, though. So, he has 12 carries for 11 yards. Yeah. You do the math. Is that more carries than, than, you, yards? than yards? Yeah. If you did the math on that and you divided... The uh the little number the big number into the little number it wouldn't even go in at once it wouldn't even go yeah, into it once which would make it one yard it'd be like point something yards that's and listen that's bad I mean that's that's less than three feet a carry but, but in a PPR league rushing yards aren't as important as receiving yards how many points you get for drop balls <sighs> well some leagues maybe negative points so unless you play by a decimal point league you would have point eight Eight points? He wouldn't have a lot. Point eight points. Yeah. In two games. Is that good? Can you win a championship that way? Well, he did have a touchdown. He did oh. have one touchdown. Oh, so jackpot. He, yeah. So, yeah. No. So, the point being here is, like, again, I'm not going to pile on Ronald Jones. I mean, he is what he is. He's he's what he we've been saying he's going to be for the last six months. When everybody else was telling you to draft him in the first round, and people were drafting the first round, and we sat here adamantly and said, do not take this guy in the first round. We have him ranked right around 18, and we don't even want to rank him there. And people kept bringing us on Twitter, why are you so low on Ronald Jones? Why are you so low on Ronald Jones? This is why we're low on Ronald Jones. We said this. He runs in the back of the line of scrimmage. He does not catch the football at all. He caught six balls in high school. He got like 17 balls in college. There's a reason that because he can't catch the football, Matt. He can't. Simple. No, his running backs coach even came out this, you know, these past couple of days and said um, there's a reason they only threw to him like 17 times at USC. And it's because, you know, more or less he was insinuating that the guy can't catch. In my book, that's called a freaking burn. Yeah, that's a burn. <laughs> that's a burn, buddy. From your running back coach. So, yeah, 
again, you know, Ronald Jones can make some explosive plays here and there, but he's not going to be that great behind the line of scrimmage, and he's not going to catch any football. So explain to me where the fantasy football points are going to come from. Again, they're going to be hard to come by, and that's what we told you not to block them. So they're they're going to be erratic. Is, this, is the the bigger problem at the same it, time know? where this is only the second preseason game? You know, and you can't. Some people are like, oh, you can't be quick to judge. Well, I'm not going off the first pre- two preseason games. I'm going off all the tape I watched from his entire career at USC. Right. And now we mentioned last week. Does 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 what we watch on tape translate to the NFL? We mentioned it as a, as a good thing. We do the same thing as a bad thing. Right. Everything matches up to exactly what we've been saying for Lou for six months on the air. No, you're, you're right. In his case, you were hoping to see something different than what you saw on, on tape, and it's not. It's it's just showing up is exactly the same. So and now you're stuck. Okay, nobody buying Ronald Jones. No. I mean, if you can try, if you can flip Ronald Jones right now for a first, whenever it is, yeah, you want to do that, but you're not going to be able to. No, you're not going to be able to. I'm I, on board with that um, take as well, but you're not going to be able to. No. So you drafted Ronald Jones, and if you did that and you listened to the podcast, shame on you, because why the hell do you even listen? And if this is your first time listening because you drafted Ronald Jones, you heard me talk about him, then, well... We're here for you next year. Too. We're here for you, buddy. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. You just find you're on a sinking ship, but you just found a bucket, and that bucket has a Dynasty Nerds logo on it. So, moving on, shall we? Let's flush that turd down the toilet. All right. Um, Jarek McKinnon and Matt Breda show should both be back for Week One. This is good. Right. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, it seems like um, you would think Joe Williams would be the guy taking over uh, in his stead, but broken that, ribs. Yeah, he broke his ribs, and and he might even go on IR now. Heard that too. Saw that. Right. So it's been um, uh, McNichols, Jeremy McNichols, who was a draft pick, a fifth round draft pick last year, and then got cut. And then got cut. Um, I thought it was the man at Hard Knocks, but it didn't work out that way. Right, and and so he landed there in San Francisco, and you know whatever. This is one of those offenses where. A guy can kind of come out of nowhere, so you know, keep a close eye on on Jarek McKinnon's health and Matt Burita's health, and make sure that those guys are coming back. Because McNichols could be one of those weird guys that kind of comes out of nowhere um, and performs well. If McKinnon gets hurt at all, then you know it could be McKinnon. Even though Matt Burita does catch the football well too, uh, they're still going to use t- Matt Burita in that Tevin Coleman kind of role this year, so he should have some fantasy relevance as well. But you're right. If one of the guys kind of mess up any kind of body part, if McNichols can throw, we produce here in the next couple games, sure. which we'll see here this week. Yep. If he produces and he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. Yep. Because Joe Williams, I mean, from all uh, you know, from all indications, and just from a roster management standpoint, if you have a guy in a long term injury, this is the time of year when you just get IR'd. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, you're going to be games. you're going to be out six to eight weeks. I'm going to put you on IR. Maybe I'll designate you as return. Maybe I won't. Um, but you'll you're just going to go sit on IR. Word. Moving on. Rashad Penny said he'll be back week one. Uh, he was wearing a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt and went to give somebody a high five and accidentally broke his finger. Broke his finger. That's one of the side effects. It, we forget it to is. mention it. Um, you know, because depending on who you're high fiving, they can have a very hard smack. Oh yeah, dude. I put. Trust me, the disclaimer comes with the shirt, yeah. and it is so long. You might get too many friends now. Right. You might just get overly sexed out, uh, and you might break a finger from too many high fives. It's very well possible when you wear the most comfortable T-shirt in the whole world. It is. It's yeah. a true story. It is. So, But Penny, he'll be back, even though he's looked 
it's it's from uh, from all indications coming out of their camp it's chris carson that's going to be leading the way and it's rashad penny's inability to pass block which is the uh, the biggest thing kind of the biggest hurdle for him to get over not uncommon for rookie running backs so it's one of those things where hopefully you did like i did and you threw a second round pick in 2020 at the owner of chris carson works every time for if, me if you um if you drafted rashad penny and and you kind of doubled your money uh there and got two backs maybe that the might, only thing i regret about that is i feel like now like if chris carson is going to start the year a little bit strong uh that could maybe hold out and got a first form for some other sucker oh i mean yeah no i'm i'm saying hopefully if you were if you if you're the rashad penny owner you threw out a second round pick so in, if i gave exchange. you a second for Chris Carson, or you gave me a second. I gave you a second in twenty. Somebody offered you a first for Chris Carson. Would you take it right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd just rather have the player. I just feel like you know what I mean. Like it's just, I wouldn't have traded for a guy that I just wanted to dump and and flip for a. No, it's not about dump. Want to dump him? You're you're doubling up. Right. I feel. I still feel like it's still going to be the Rashad Penny show, or he's still. They're going to do everything they can to give him his opportunity. Mid, by midseason, I, I I definitely think he's going to get an opportunity. I just I just don't care that much about a twenty twenty second round pick. Okay. You know what I mean? It's kind of um, like, I'll worry about that later. Moving on to Jake Kumaro, hurt his shoulder. Do we have any news on that? Like how long is he be out? You know, guys dominated in the preseason. Has two catches for eighty seven yards, like a touchdown right. that game as well. Just been been producing nonstop. I have not heard. I mean, I'm I'm going to keep a close eye on that one uh, from. You know, all indications this is a guy that's kind of pushing at least one of these draft picks maybe off the roster and onto the practice squad because he's been really performing well. Yeah, to me it's going to be uh, – they'd be pushing out Equinemius St. Brown. Right. You know, Geronimo Allison's locked in. Randall Cobb's locked in. Mardez Vantez, uh, Valdez-Scantlin's been looking pretty good. And, of course, Jamon Moore is the highest pick out of all of them. And he's had some okay games as well. So that would be like your all of your wide receivers are a lot of young guys. Because right now, if his shoulder's okay, there's no way that Kumaro does not make the team. I agree. And if Randall Cobb gets hurt, you know, so a lot of people are going to go with Geronimo Allison. I'm actually going to go with Jake Kumaro as a number two there to be my numero number two o. Number two o. That's a word, right? Uh, numero do so. It is now. <laughs> Moving on. Uh-huh. Uh, biggest news of the week that we're waiting to get to probably here is Adrian Peterson gets signed by the Washington Redskins. And, you know, Samaj P. Ryan hurt his ankle right when it when i first heard that shimaji piran was hurt i was like oh his feelings <laughs> and it turns out this is his, his ankle it's his ankle it's not his feelings you know you can mention shimaji piran was our last year's ronald jones when everybody said hey we're taking Ronald jones in yes, the first we're like don't do that silly philly uh and like oh i'm taking him over alvin kamara i'm like that's a terrible decision one's got shimaji piran now value 0.1 zero Alvin, point you gave him point one. yeah uh, Al- well, yeah, because maybe if you own Adrian Peterson, you want his backup possibly. But if, you know, if you have Alvin Kamara, you have like a top six dynasty startup player. <laughs> Big difference, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they signed Adrian Peterson. Now I picked up Adrian Peterson in one league because he was available, so I picked him up, scooped him up. Don't even need him. And my one buddy wrote me. He's like, "Hey, like, dude, what do you? You have a lot of running back. Why are you even pick up Adrian Peterson? What's he gonna do on your team?" I was like, 
He's going to sit on my bench and watch all my good running backs play. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But he won't be starting in a lineup against me on some weird, freaky day where he decides to go off for 150 yards. He goes to a – I think he goes to a good spot, right? You know, a game controlling quarterback with with Alex Smith. A first, second down, locked in as a first, second down rusher. Does not need to be in there to catch any fat footballs. They got Chris Thompson for that. So to me, it's easy. it's a good spot for they, him. Yeah, they complement each other well. So yeah, it, it'll be a nice little one-two punch for Washington until they get guys back next year. They said, you know, the GM of the Redskins came out and said we knew we were going to sign him after we worked him out for over an hour, and he wasn't even breathing heavy. That's what kind of shape he is in. We've always said Adrian Peterson is a different kind of human being. Yeah, but over the last couple of years, he's a freak. Yeah. He's been averaging under three yards per carry. Yep, he's been terrible. He's a grinder nowadays. You know what I mean? He he's not as explosive. He can be in great shape, and he is, I'm sure he is in great shape. He's just not as explosive as he used to. So be. you're like me, and you picked up Adrian Pearson in a waiver wire. What kind of return could you possibly hope to get? Because I'm waiting until like week one, week two. This dude rushes for 80 yards. He's going on the block, and I'm literally just taking. I'm not even. I'm not even holding out, right? I'm going to be the easiest person to bar. I've had 18 shots of tequila. I've had four Rufi Coladas. <laughs> I am ready to rock, all right? I, who's giving it to me? I need to know what I'm getting. And whoever comes in with the biggest stick, we're out We're out the door. So, boom, I throw a third-round pick at you next Oh, Joe, you're just like, I'm done before we get to the bed. You're just boom. Out, you're, like, hey, I got this third round. Before you say pick. I'm done. Yep. I'm finished. All I'm right. done. I'm satisfied. Well, I'm happy. I mean, I mean, euphoria. Right. If I, I mean, if I was in desperate need, I wouldn't have any problem parting with a third round pick. You know what I mean? Like those are yeah, those are dart throws. And then for you, you know, you're getting a third round pick for free, basically, because you're you, all you did was pick some guy off the waiver wire. All right. Where does your prediction? Where does Adrian Peterson finish this year? Running back number. I was thinking 35, 36. Oh, look at us. Same page, same page. So mostly just a waiver wire grab for maybe one of those waiver wire grabs you can flip into something else. Unless you desperately need running back help, you can have them on your roster. Samaj P. Ryan, his value is still at 0.1. Okay. What a show, Matt. What a show. What hard effort did we put in today to get us ready for next week? Week, week three of the preseason, probably the best preseason game to watch. Oh, absolutely. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to actually get on my site. my rank. I'm working on getting those other guys' rankings until our new rankings come off, off our system because it looks terrible. But in the meantime, I'm going to update my rankings, get ready for the new system. I just put my 2018 PPR redraft rankings up on the site. Make sure you check those out if you want to win your redraft leagues or just see where I value players in a redraft league. Make sure you go to com. Just put those up there yesterday. So they're super or today. They're super fresh. Super fresh. Super fresh. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to support the podcast, leave us a you know, rating review on iTunes. That'd be great. Buy a t-shirt. That'd be great. If not, just hit me up on Twitter. Dynasty Rich. We love it all. I'm at Dynasty Matt. This is the most lackadaisical show we've done in the last four and three quarter years. It feels good. It feels real good. Damn, it feels good to be a podcaster. <laughs> Damn, it feels good. And some days when you know you got to get in that studio and all you want to do is get out of the studio. That you can do that. Yep. When you're the host. Yes, sir. But next week I'll be back with the bold predictions. Oh my, the crystal oh. ball. So how's the year gonna end up in fantasy? There's only one way to find out, and that's to shine those balls, look deep into them, and see what they give you. Hopefully, I, you come out with two two eyes of perfect vision. I always try not to stare.
<laughs> but you know you can't help it. <laughs> so until then, good luck to your teams in the preseason. All we're hoping here, people, is nobody gets hurt because nobody's playing next week. So please, please, richest teams, stay healthy. Stay healthy, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.